everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Slasher Sanitarium. I'm Troy, and we are talking All of Us Are Dead, Episode 8. I know, I know, it's been a long time since we talked about this, but there is another season coming, so I wanted to make sure we wrapped up this season and get you ready for the next one. So, in Episode 7, we ended with Guinam coming at our group of survivors as they were locked on the top floor, trying to get out onto the roof. And there was one person left on the roof, and that was our rooftop buddy, uh, Chelsu, who was waiting for the military to come and take him away, and had told them that there was no other survivors. So, let's jump into it. The episode begins with Unji, our hybrid survivor, walking through the schoolyard. She sees two students that bullied her wandering around as zombies. She finds one of the teachers as well, and all of these are accompanied by flashbacks to her getting bullied. And there's maybe a little bit of satisfaction with the fact that they are dead, and she is not. She runs into Cheng Su, our blue jumpsuit bully, who was one of the first to get bit. Unji then hears a helicopter overhead. She runs back into the school. And then she finds anything flammable and lights it up. And we get a flashback to her saying that she wants the entire school to go up in flames. So she has started a fire in a first floor classroom. It seemed like she was on her way out and was just like, no, fuck it, I'm going to go in there. But this isn't a great plan for setting the school up because they're, they're going to have sprinklers. And... It was kind of nice to see a couple of, of the other students that were inside the school are now outside the school, which was kind of a question on where a lot of them went. But it seems like, I don't know if there's just because there's more noise outside than inside the school, but a lot of them are heading towards like the, the courtyard. Guinam is still trying to get to Cheong Sun, but other zombies keep getting in the way. Namra starts to go feral as the military leads Chao Su away to the helicopter. They keep asking him if he is sure that there are no other survivors, but he insists that he's the only one. He's loaded into the helicopter, and it takes off as our band of heroes are still locked behind the door. Guinam grabs Chang San and says, uh, tells him to give him his fucking eye. Namra grabs Guinam by the throat and asks why he didn't die. Then she straight up chokeslams him down the stairs. So... It's good that Namra has learned now that, uh, hey, uh, your little hybrid zombiness comes with some perks. Guinam apparently didn't know that she was one of them, as he seemed rather surprised by her strength. The fire alarm goes off thanks to Unji's fire, and because the fire alarm goes off, it proceeds to unlock the rooftop door so you can get to safety. Our gang runs out and tries to flag down the helicopter, but nobody sees them except for Chao Su. At least for now, our main cast is safe on the roof, as long as they can keep the doors closed. Sprinklers go off all throughout the school, which pisses the zombies off, and Guinam starts pounding on the doors. He proceeds to break his hand against the door, and then says fuck it, and wanders off. Namra says Guinam is gone. I can smell him, and I can hear his breathing. Which does question, like, she can, so he should be able to as well. So I'm not sure why 
he wasn't able to tell that she was one of them, or maybe he just he's so focused on Chang Sun that he's not thinking about it. But either way, it's good because now she is kind of a Guinam detector. Chang Sun says Suhyuk. Um, he he goes over and asks him like, "How is Guinam still alive?" And then he reminds him of Anji and how the two of them seem to be rather similar. And they both agree that, hey, Namra's probably the same as them. The rest of the crew are trying to put up an SOS on the roof. I don't know why I thought they would use Korean letters for SOS and not English letters, but they do. They use English letters SOS. So Hyuk asks if it were Anjo, would Shang San be able to abandon her? Which I think we know the obvious answer to. Hari and Mi Jin are taking are talking over the helicopter they just heard. Hari says that they didn't even know if the helicopter's coming back, so they should probably not bother going to the roof. Ju Sung tells them to leave, and Ji Min says she will, then tells him to stop being a tough guy. And he asks if he's going to die from the wound he sustained. And she tells him, mm. Mijin says they should put up a sign so people know that they are there. And she asks if there's a way to get to the roof of the archery building. And Minjay says there's a ladder, but it's outside. To which, of course, she gets upset and tries to attack him. Jun Young gets up on the ledge to check out the SOS sign, and he starts instructing them on how to build it better. We get another video of Byung Chan saying that hope is the cruelest torture that pre prevents you from giving up on life entirely. He talks over the over Su Jo as he arrives at the at a realty office and finds a map. He's still trying to figure out how to get to his daughter, and Byung Chan says he cannot stop trying. Of course, we know Byung Chan eventually gets bit and is still, I guess, at the police station, just kind of bumping around with the other zombies. This is the only time we see Sujo, but again, it's just, it's not really necessary to see more of him until he arrives at the school, which obviously we know he's going to. Jay Il finds a stick and makes a splint for Orange Gibberish. He then slaps Orange Gibberish and calls him an idiot for coming back to the, all this way just to shoot a video. Orange Gibberish asks if he should blast Ho Chow on his show for ditching them. And Jail calls him Oyster Rubbish and tells him to grab anything they can to help distract the zombies. They chuck a paint can and the zombies all walk over to them instead. Suddenly, a day daycare bus rolls up, honking and running over zombies. Ho Chow pokes his head out and calls to them. Jail calls him a traitor for leaving them there to die but he proceeds to jump on the roof of the bus. We see that the young girl that they saved from uh, outside of Changsan Chicken, Si Bin, is strapped into a seat on the bus, and of course the baby is with them as well. More zombies are running towards them as Orange Gibberish refuses to jump, and Ho Chel says to just leave him, which I kind of agree with. Orange Gibberish jumps and he barely makes it on the top as Ho Chel drives off. I like the fact that we sort of set up the fact that this daycare bus was there because we had Orange Gibberish getting kind of run out by all of the daycare kids. And it was nice, too, that we have a police officer who's not a complete pussy who actually was like, yeah, 
okay, I found the bus. Let's go ahead and go back and save my sergeant. Daisu asks what SOS means. Anjo says it doesn't mean anything, it's just a distress call. And she's actually right. It's simply a recognizable Morse code signal, signal because it's dot 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 dash 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 dot dot dot, which is an easy thing to put in and an easy thing to recognize. It's not until later that people started to associate it with things like save our ships or save our souls, but it does not mean anything. Daisu doesn't believe her. And Shang Sun walks up and says, Oh, Anjo is right. It actually doesn't stand for anything. Daesu walks over to Nam Ra and asks her, and Shang Sun asks Anjo if she's sure it means it doesn't mean anything. So she proceeds to kick him. The crew start to begin to start a fire using sticks. They are not great at it. They take turns trying to get it going, and Su Hyuk starts to uh, to try before finally Namra holds out a lighter and says, why don't you try this? She says that she smokes sometimes. Mind you, she's been sitting there for a good ten minutes watching, watching these idiots try to start a fire with sticks. Jail plays with the baby and then kicks ho Chell, calling him a traitor. ho Chell reminds him that uh, he found the bus and came back for them, so not a total traitor. While they are talking, ho Chell straight up runs right into un... Uh, Unji. He hopes it's just a zombie, but JL reminds him, yeah, so zombies don't typically ride bicycles. He passes the baby off to who he again calls Oyster and goes to check on Unji. Jael says if Ho Chal pulls any shit, he will kill him, and if he becomes a zombie, he will only bite him. Jael asks if Unji is okay, and then soldiers arrive and start unloading guns on them. Jail pulls out his badge to show him he is a cop. That's where we're going to leave these guys. So we have our hybrid zombie Unji is now probably going to be checked up by the military, who are most likely not going to be too pleased with the fact that she has bite marks on her. And of course, it appears as though we'll have the baby and Seabin saved, and most likely uh, Orange Gibberish, which I'm not as happy about, but hey, you know. At least I uh, don't have to watch another baby get eaten. Hari is showing Mijin how to shoot an arrow. She even has a new archery vest on. Mijin says, uh, just wants to fuck around and maybe hit on Hari. And Hari tells her, you can't just be good at archery to make it into college. You also have to have good grades as well. Mijin says that everyone knows Hari is clearly going to make the national team and get into college. So what she's so worried about? Hari walks away, and Mijin realizes that she didn't make it. At this point, I thought to myself, well, most of them are probably dead, so you'll be fine. And then Mijin says exactly that. Like, hey, you know, you'll be fine because everyone else is dead, so you're a shoe in for the team now. And Hari says she's only 19, but she feels like she has no future. She says that archery is what she loves, and... Now that she doesn't go, she's not going to be going to college, she doesn't know where she's going to be able to shoot her arrows. She asks how, or Mijin asks Hari to continue to teach her so that she isn't the only one shooting zombies. The crew on the roof are sitting around the fire, and Su Hyuk asks how Daesu's audition went. He was apparently told to lose weight. They request that he sing for them to cheer them up since he is a really good singer. And he is. And the others proceed to join in with him. 
We see Guinam as he heals up, and as his wrist goes back into place. And Nayan finally comes out of the closet of the music room, where she's been hiding since she, you know, caused the death of Gui Su. Or Gyeong Su, sorry. And she picked a bad time to do it because Guinam is right outside. She tries to stop a another zombie that is trapped underneath the piano from making noise, and she finds a camera that was left behind as a couple more zombies run in. Nayan winds up right back in the storage room again. This time, though, she's got uh, entertainment as she watches the video that the crew made. Now Yan packs a bag with food, and then she hears Chung San take responsibility for for Young Su's death, even though it was technically Na Yan who got him infected. But of course, Chung San thinks that his friend is dead because he launched him out a window. The battery dies on the camera before his message is finished. And Na Yan sees Young Su standing behind her. It's not really him, of course, it's just her imagination. She remembers the confrontation before, uh, where she was exiled from the classroom, and Gyang Su says, you killed me. She throws her bag at the empty spot where Gyang Su was standing. So she's kind of losing it, which is understandable. It's a lot of stress to go under, and uh, considering that she is by herself, and has been by herself for about a solid day now, I understand. Around the fire, Anjo asks how long Namra has been smoking for, and she says since 8th grade because she didn't have a lot of friends. The rest of the group say they didn't really like Namra because she would put up a wall and always seem like she was, uh, like she felt like she was better than them. They all agree that now that they have gotten to know her, that they look at her differently now. Daesu tells Jun Young that at least Jun can come in second place to Namra, he can barely make the top 20. Hyorung tells him not to say things like that, and he asks why she always does that, and then asks if she likes him. And she just slaps him. Daesu says he likes someone else, so don't even try. They ask who, and apparently Daesu likes Ha-ri. He likes his best friend's sister. Wu-jin says he's going to tell her once they make it out of here alive. Na-yan remembers running down the hallway with kyung Su chasing her and Mrs. Park. Now Yan falls down, and Mrs. Park steps in front of her, allowing Young Su to bite her. Now Yan gets picked up by Mrs. Park, and they continue to run. She locks Na Yan in the music room, as more zombies arrive, but they stop before attacking Miss Park and just stand there because Miss Park is now infected. Miss Park stays outside and tells Na Yan to go back to the others later. And of course, she stands there with bleeding from the neck. Mrs. Park tells her to do at least one thing to help the others. She then begins to turn. She says it wasn't Nayan's fault. It was hers. She tells Nayan to stay alive and then backs away before fully turning. Nayan grabs more food and drinks from the storage room and goes back out into the classroom. So now we got our answer to where Miss Park went. I don't believe we have seen her at all since then, but at least we know now that she is a zombie and out there somebody somewhere. So Nayan essentially got two people killed. At least this one was Miss Park voluntarily doing it. But yeah. Not great. Not a great track record. Shimin tells everyone that her parents wanted her to transfer to Seoul. Anjo told her to cut school for five days so the principal would not write her a letter of recommendation and she would not have to transfer. She says it's due to Anjo that she didn't transfer. 
which first Anjo thinks is her complimenting her, but then she says, if I would have transferred, my parents would be alive and I wouldn't be here. I mean, technically correct. It's true. But also, like, that uh, she obviously didn't know this was all going to happen. And she thought she was doing the right thing at that time. Wuxin says that Hari is such a prodigy that his parents never bothered to pay any attention to him. And Daesu says, hey, you know what, future brother-in-law? I'll give you all the attention you need. Namra says she doesn't really have much to say, but she made some friends along the way. And she looks over to Anjo. Chang San says, me and Anjo, and then pauses before we cut back to Na Yan. I'm enjoying the kind of sit down up on top of the roof because while they have had these sort of like down times before, there's always been like zombies right outside the classroom. And this is the first time where they're like, they have the doors are locked. Like they couldn't get through there. There's no way the zombies can get through. We've already seen that like Guinam couldn't get through it either. And he is a sentient zombie. So this is the first time that they've really been like safe from anything happening. At least they think. So it's cool that they're just kind of like, fuck it. Let's just, you know, relax and talk because we got nothing else to do right now. Guinam walks up and tells Na Yan uh, that he needs to get to the roof. And he asks what she has. Guinam asks if she's hungry. And he says he is too. He then runs and grabs her and bites into her neck. He lifts her upper off of her feet and continues to snack on her as we see her bag hit the ground and it and her shoes are get coated in blood. So Mrs. Park asked her to help the group and she proceeded to not even get a chance to do that. But the thought was there. She clearly wanted to help them. She brought a bunch of food and she was going to head up to the roof and yeah, just kind of ran into a gigantic roadblock. Shang San says he just wants some water and they ask him if he likes somebody. Anjo tells him to stop stalling and tell them. She asks who he likes and he says no one. Then he finally says it's you, Anjo. She first thinks he's joking, and then Shang San says ever since he was six, he has liked her, and he always will. She proceeds to get up and walk away, so Su Hyuk tells him to go and talk to her. Hyo Ryung says that everyone knew except for apparently her and Daesu. Shang San tells Anjo he is sorry, and she doesn't have to like him back. She calls him a jerk, because she says that Isak is gone, and now so is he. Guinam opens a window and finds a pipe leading up to the roof. While he starts to shimmy over to it, he is slurping on Na Yan's blood, which is super gross. Chang San asks if she ever liked him, but she doesn't answer, so he takes it as she never did. She tells him to leave her alone, and he walks away as Guinam begins his climb. Anjo hears Guinam and then sees him climb up onto the roof. He jumps up and Chang San screams at her for her, alerting everyone. He rushes Guinam and then collides with him, but then Guinam gets on top of him and starts digging his thumb into Chang San's eye, telling him to give him his fucking eye as the episode ends. One thing for sure with this series, they are damn good at cliffhangers. Because this instantly makes you want to see, like, is he going to actually take Chang San's eye, considering that he's losing, missed his, he's lost his own? 
And of course, we've got some other people in uh, situations because now you've got Guinam on the roof. And even if you knock him off, there's a good chance he's going to be able to get right back up on there again. You've got uh, our two main groups still split off from each other, but still kind of trying to make it the same way. And we have the potential for some more rescues uh, of the police officers and the young kids with them. And of course, Orange Trippers. So, but we also learned, obviously, that uh, Miss Spark is dead, and or at the very least zombified. I don't know if she's actually dead or not. We haven't seen it, but I would say most likely she's a zombie out there. So yeah, we are leaving this one off in a fun place. We've got about four episodes to go this season, and then uh, only a matter of time before the next season begins, which will probably be early next year, possibly. But I'll get you some more information on that once uh, we draw a little closer. Thank you, everyone, for listening to this one, and I will see you on the next one.